Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Books and Shit with me, Charlie Author. Um, let's see, what are we going to do today? Today, let's do a catch up first and then we'll get into it. So obviously you would have seen on my post um, and if you listened um, to the previous episode, my revelation that I am with child. I'm expecting. Um, we're having a baby and that's all well and good. That's like the big thing that's happened um, in my life recently. Um, I've now passed the 13 weeks mark, I believe. Um, I'm still not really up to like mum speak. It's like, it's three months, isn't it? Like, <laughs> what? Um, but no, as people um, have asked, and you know continue to check in and stuff like that I am fine um from what people have told me um I've had a pretty um good first trimester um I haven't like thrown up or um you know had any real kind of super complications or anything like that so um you know we thank God for that and hope that that continues in that kind of traje trajectory um as we go forward into second uh trimester um so yeah that's where we're at that's that um it's just kind of at the minute I, this is it's just this thing that's just kind of happening um we'll see how we go um how we survive <laughs> um but yeah that's pretty much it um in terms of bookish stuff you would have um or may have also seen that i shared that i received um a response from um the publisher that asked for my uh, full manuscript and even though it was a rejection it was such an awesome letter in terms of um just feedback um and the you know really good feedback um from them and it just gave me such a sense of um I I want to say validation but that's not really what I mean but basically quick backstory she asked me to um age up my characters and I mentioned that I'd be happy to do so um you know aging up isn't a huge thing might have to jig it around a bit but it's fine um but then I said you know I'm happy to do that but give it a read and let me know if you still want to do that kind of thing and she basically came back and said no it's fine the way it is um but because they don't particularly um publish YA which I wouldn't have thought it was, but yeah, um, you know, she had to, to pass on it, but it was such a, um, a good response that I feel so much better, um, about, you know, it being a, a rejection, essentially, you know, she, she took the sting out of it, which is really good. Um, since then, um, I've sent out a few more queries, so they're just kind of floating in the ether, um, we'll see what else, um, will, come from those um but I'm still in the idea that as I said before um I've given myself to the end of the year to get like you know something out of this and I know in the grand scheme of things that's not a very long time um it would have been six months um you know loads of people only I say only loads of people query for years you know the same story years 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 and put it out and all this kind of stuff um and that's fine um everybody's different um, but for me, because I have, and you know, as a lot of us do, have the access to self-publishing, and for me, after having self-published four books, have kind of a better understanding of what's required, and you know, what I want to do in that pathway, um, I don't feel as obliged to go trad, um, so I've given it that time to just have a bit of fun with it, but I think after that, I'm gonna push forward and do the self-publishing thing um which I'm really excited to do because you know as a lot of us can agree 
you know, self-publishing, it's all the control, you can do what you want, when you want, how you want, um, yes, it's more expensive and stuff, but so is anything that you want to commit to, do you know what I mean, so, um, I'm fine with that as we go, um, so yeah, that's the, that's the plan for that, um, reading-wise, I'm on book 74, maybe 73, I'm not sure, I need to update that, 73 of 100 for the year, um, we're still going strong, obviously, with books and shit episodes, um, which, you know, I'm very interested to start navigating once baby comes because I'm gonna just be so much more tired. But where, um, you know, we put we push through. Um, let's see what else is there to say. Um, I put up a beta reading gig on Fiverr. So if anybody needs, um, you know, assistance with beta reading or sensitivity reading, you can find it over there. Links are in my Instagram and Twitter bios, wherever you may follow or listen to me. Um, what else? Obviously that that's querying walls of duty walls of honor which is book two of the duology is going fairly well i mean it's not going bad it's not not you know it's not not it's just i'm just steadily going at it when and as i feel and you know the chapters are a lot better because of that um i feel anyway um because i just kind of write them when i feel to write them and then just kind of slot them in a bit like a a bit like a puzzle um which is really good and Scrivener is really helpful in keeping that kind of mentality you know I can just add oh this scene will go there and this scene will go there and just kind of move it around um I know you can obviously do that with word but it gets a bit all over the place just with different pages if you see what I mean whereas this you can just physically just move the files in different orders and just play with it and it's it's really quite quite good um and I think that is it for my updates as ever persistent and consistent we we try um to go ahead with that mantra i hope you guys have all got that in your in your minds um and yeah i think that is it for me um so let's go into the actual topic for this episode <laughs> so this episode is going to be about black fiction okay so First of all, for those that don't know, or you may have missed it, I am black. I'm Arsenio Hall. Don't try to adjust your television. I'm black. <laughs> I say this because um, in my DMs, and yes, mainly in my DMs, because keyboard warriors are usually, you know, only brave um, when no one else can see them. Um, I do get a lot of, I won't call it backlash I guess but I do get a lot of comments that because I don't necessarily um promote share push um or do what certain people consider to be black enough um that I you know I'm not part of the movement and a part of the the you know the struggle and you know all this kind of stuff and I laugh at it because you know in for in obvious terms it really is quite um pathetic um but i wanted to do um a black fiction episode one because of certain comments like that um as well as just my own thoughts on um and i want to say black content so obviously this is books and shit and this is always going to be about books and reading and writing and stuff but i do have an issue with certain types of black content generally speaking right um so i wanted to to touch on on that as well now, um, I'm very used to, very used to, 
that's the right sentence, isn't it? I'm very much used to being the only black person in a white space. I'm obviously not the only black person to ever feel like that anywhere, um, but I just want to make that apparent in terms of the writing and bookish community that I'm a part of. You know, I'll be in uh, book groups and, you know, buddy groups and, you know, just different things and go out and meet up and do other things and, you know, I'm the only black face. Now, I don't have a problem with this because I'm not obsessed or let me not say obsessed I'm not um my blackness isn't my focus if that makes sense and I think that is something that a lot of people need to come to terms with both with me as a content creator um and themselves a lot of the time um I'll say first of all as we go into the dark side um you may or may not be offended by some things I'll say but um offended triggered whatever you want to call it um and if you are or even if you're not whatever I'm always up for discussion message me um I'm here for I'm here for talking anyway um yeah so that is something that people need to come to terms with that um you know as a content creator I'm not the one or I'm not that guy um that is all about the blackness that is um, defined, determined by my blackness. I love my blackness. I love my culture. I love being Jamaican. I love being Caribbean. I love the content that is coming out of African and Caribbean spaces. I love the influx of, um, black fantasy that is coming around. What I do not like is the, within these spaces and within this content there is the constant um, addition of struggle um, you know brutality just what I'm going to call negatives because I lose my words but what I'm going to call negatives yeah I don't like them I think they're played I think they're boring I think we I think it's been done and I don't mean this to say that we're not supposed to keep certain struggles out of conversations I don't mean we're not meant to um, address things that need addressing um, I just feel like they should be in appropriate spaces now someone may jump down my throat and say you know if we don't put it in we'll use fantasy as an example because that's what a lot of us write and read um if we don't put it in fantasy then it can't be normalized and um you know it's not just going to be a thing that happens it's always going to be you know the other and that kind of thing and to an extent i don't agree because if you have a non-black writer including an enslaved race or a barbaric race or a you know inferior race that happens to appear brown or black or um, other, whichever you want to call it, we'd be offended or we'd be annoyed or, you know, however far you want to go with it. You'd have something to say. So why is it okay for us to continue to write about ourselves in those same lights and in those same narratives? I don't understand or agree with the fact sorry, with the idea that we have to continue to put these labels on ourselves 
when we're trying to get out of being labelled those things. I think that's the, the best way I can I can say that. Now, there have been, or has been, as I mentioned earlier, a great increase in black content, black fiction, black fantasy, um, black romance, black erotica. Um, it's all coming about, and I'm here for it, and I love it. I think I've said before somewhere, I don't know, but just around here, that I am getting a bit bored of the African narrative um, in the sense of, uh, no, not narrative, but the kind of African theme. Um, we had a big um, entry into the black fantasy field with Children of Blood and Bone. And while that isn't necessarily the first of its kind, it was the first to, you know, kind of open doors to mainstream and, you know, get its accolades and get its flowers and stuff like that. And Tomi Adeyemi is just amazing for having achieved um, that kind of success um, with Blood and Bone. And I'm very, you know, as far as I can be not knowing this woman, I am very proud of her for, for, for doing so. And, you know, learning about the Orisha and speaking Yoruba and you know, having the the native language in the text and stuff was fabulous. It was amazing. Um, and, you know, I liked the story generally, so, you know, I kind of got my head around it. Then I read um, um, a psalm, sorry, a song of Wraiths and Ruin. I really enjoyed that as well. Um, I enjoyed that because even though we were still kind of African, we went kind of the Muslim route, which was really good because obviously there are a lot of um, black Muslims, which wasn't really kind of brought up. Um, I really enjoyed that. Then I read um, uh, Raina Barron's Kingdom of Souls, and once again, in Africa, but there was a kind of voodoo uh, Haitian element to it that um, was a little different, that I really enjoyed, and, you know, it was like demon possession and all this kind of stuff, and that was good. Then I read Daughters of Nuri, which I... Um, I just didn't like, I'm not going to go into that, I think I've mentioned that before on like reviews and stuff, I didn't, I didn't like that one. Um, I received an arc recently, Skin of the Sea, um, which I thought was going to be, sorry, the plot said um, a mermaid saves the souls of slaves that are thrown overboard, and as much as I really wasn't down for another kind of, you know, touching on slavery, black book, that idea of, you know, saving souls of, of all those people that were were lost um, across those those journeys, you know, it did resonate with me and I thought that was going to be done really well. Um, unfortunately, I didn't finish that book. Um, I, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think it was good. Um, that is not a recommend, sorry, that's not a recommendation or a review. That's just how I felt. But if somebody does get to the end of that, please do let me know because I feel like it could have got better. It was just taking a bit long. Um, but yes, I digress. Um, the point I'm making is that the kind of African element of fantasy for me was getting a bit played out, right? Um, there are other types of black people in the world and that was kind of frustrating for me to constantly be reading the same, the same thing. Um, saying that, when Shannon Smart's Witches Steeped in Gold, um, was getting its bit of hype and it was based in the Caribbean, that was fabulous because this is Jamaican, this is me now, like, okay, cool, this is something I can actively and culturally relate to, let's do this thing. Um, however, Witches wasn't great, I enjoyed it, um, there were wonderful elements to it, it was very true to the Jamaican 
um, culture. However, it was heavily westernized in order to be relatable. And that was clear. That was very, very clear off the page. Now, I respect that there are certain things you're going to have to do if you want to go the trad route. I can I can either assume, you know, having heard Shannon speak, um, I can either assume she originally wrote it like this because somebody is going to kill me for saying this, but she doesn't feel very authentically black, but okay. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because that is so mean. But yes, as I said, considering people say it to me, when I heard, yeah, yeah, that's a different conversation. People let me know. Um... Whether that was something she just, that's how she wrote it, fine. If that's something she was made to change, okay. Um, but I see where it's coming from. But yeah, it could have been a lot better. Where my kind of issue stems from, kind of I'm going in different circles now, but where my kind of issue stems from is that I'm not obligated to like everything black and, you know, as I said before, keyboard warriors have been in my DMs. You have to like this. You have to have watched this. You have to have read this. For why? For why? I'm not going to necessarily enjoy something for the colour of my skin. If the story's shit, the story's shit. And I'm going to stay the story's shit. That's just the way that is. Now, that... I wouldn't say upsets me, but that's kind of apparent for me that there are some people who I feel, once again, triggered stuff if you want a message, I feel like everything black because they're black. And I think that's not healthy because you are, sorry, there's a level of, you know, you want to promote stuff and put stuff out there and get it the hype it needs. But the same with non-black books, any other books, something that isn't good shouldn't be getting exposure. And, you know, I'm talking about Guild and A Crown of Gilded Bone and, you know, a, um, sorry, what is it? A Court of Wings and Ruin. Like, there are certain books that are out there, really, really out there. That are not that good. But because people are hyping them and, and gassing them up, they're coming into our sphere and they're coming into our trajectory. And then stories that aren't that good or writers that aren't even that great are getting clout they don't deserve. But that's me on a writer perspective. In the same breath, I do understand that black fiction needs that more of a push. But if you push... But I feel that it can do more harm than good because think of it this way if you promote a shit non-black book you know it's gonna go around and people are gonna love it or may or may not love it but they're not gonna say they're not gonna love it they didn't love it sorry a lot of the time if you promote a shit black book a shit black book, people are more likely going to jump on the fact that, well, I gave this black book a try and it wasn't good. And then you get the bias and the subtle racism and the microaggressions that, yeah, I couldn't really relay or I couldn't do this or the story was this or blah, 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 which is more hurtful to the rest of the black book community than it is just for that one book. Does I hope that makes sense. Um... So yeah, I try not to 
actively promote any and anything, any and everything black just because it's black. If I don't believe in it, then it's not, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna put that, gonna put that out there. Now, touching on certain biases that people have, whether they want to admit it or not, um, people want books they can lose themselves in, relate to on, on some on some occasions, um, which is perfectly fine. Where some people do uh, piss me off, I'm yeah, just going to be clear about that, where people actively piss me off is when a non-black person will read something black and then say, oh, I couldn't relate to it, I couldn't get into it, it didn't, you know, sit with me, I didn't get it, blah, 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 blah. You can relate to, you know, emo fairy princes with tails and pointed-eared fae warriors and, you know, courts that only have one season and, you know, werewolves and all this kind of stuff. But something in a different language suddenly you can't get down with. Okay. Um, I read um, The Court of Miracles. What's her name again? Kester. Kester Grant. Yeah, Kester Grant. And as much as I did enjoy that story, it was quite fun. Thieves and, you know, um, I think like 18th century Paris or 17th century Paris or whatever it was. I was a bit taken out of the story by all the French. I don't speak French. I don't relate to French. I don't, you know, really know much about France other than, you know, the kind of basic stuff I guess we all know. And yeah, some words I knew, but it kind of kept taking me out when, you know, there's like these italicised words and I'm just like, okay... I have to Google what this means now. So I get that that can happen and it does happen if there is something you're not familiar with. But if someone continues to use that um, excuse as a reason why they couldn't get behind um, a, a black book, you know, you need to kind of think about where that kind of response is coming from when you can perfectly relate and understand um, something that's French or got German words or, oh, a big one, um, Shadow and Bone with all their, are those, like, they're Russian inspired, I guess? Are they even real words? Like, I've never, <laughs> I never looked into whether, like, she kind of meshed, made up words along with Russian or whether they were actual Russian words. I have no clue. But you're able to, to get behind that, but a little Yoruba shooks you up. Don't piss me off. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Think about where where your head's at with that. Um, and same thing um, with words that aren't even necessarily real words. You know, it's fantasy. We throw in the names of random locations and random creatures and plants, maybe. I don't know. Um, and you can get behind all of that shit. But the minute it's a African terminology or perhaps a Muslim terminology or maybe even Chinese, possibly, suddenly it's a bit too much for you. Um... Yeah, those are things people need to think about. The other thing I wanted to touch on as well, and I realised that this episode is quite... I won't say heavy. It's not heavy. It's just a bit more thought-provoking. Um, another thing I will touch on is the black fiction itself. As in, I already said about I'm not a fan of, you know, the kind of struggle narrative all the time. Um, I'm, re I'm not too happy and this is just me personally again guys bring it here if you want it if you want this smoke not really um bring it here um is 
the kind of pseudo black book um i think that's the word i'm going to go for pseudo black book in the sense of put a mixed race girl in a white environment and have her be upset the entire time that she's different you know that's a negative black book but then she's not fully black as it were um put a mixed race girl in a black environment and she's not enough black for everybody else those are problematic narratives legendborn is like this she's not mixed race i don't no no she's not mixed race but she's in a predominantly white space and only has white love interests and wants to be accepted by them and wants to be a part of them that happens in loads of books as in oh i'm the outcast and i want to fit in with the cool kids that's that's fine that's a trope that happens it's when you make it such a big focus because of her race that jars me um the what's it the year of the witching hold on yeah the year of the witching is that it that witchy book that i liked once again mixed race girl in a white space her blackness is the badness and she has to find her way around even though she's different but she gets acceptance from falling in love and being with the white boy it's played guys it's it's very it's very very played and that infuriates me and before you know my mixed race listeners readers whatever um kind of jump down my throat at that I do not mean you are any less black that's not what I mean what I'm talking about is the mainstream like coating of what could be a hardcore black story if that makes sense and to make it digestible they throw in bouncy curls and lighter skin you know to accommodate kind of thing now i've mentioned before many a time that i am guilty of having done this when i first started writing the antonides legacy i've said this a million times i wrote trista to be typically racially ambiguous she has long curly black hair she has golden tanned skin um as do the rest of her race and stuff like that and i know that i wrote this in the thinking and understanding that that was what was going to be acceptable if people were ever going to like and read it so not necessarily to to publish it because as i've said before i never intended to publish legacy um i was just kind of writing a story and enjoying it but didn't really know what i was supposed to do with it or what i could do with it and but in terms of if anyone was ever going to read it and it was going to see the light of day i thought cool let me make her you know this typically beyonce looking type girl with with black hair um because people will be more um receptive to her and one that was that was bad of me to not want to highlight um a black girl in my fantasy writing um but it was also a product of my environment and just thinking that that was what i had to do so i'm aware that there are these bridges that you know people may are offered and may need to cross and stuff like that but i do think it's a bit unfair to books like um you know children of blood and bone or a song of wraiths and ruin or kingdom of souls or 
I don't know, like, guild, oh, the gilded ones, there is so much more we could be giving to the types of blacks that aren't necessarily shown all the time, is what I mean. So with this episode, obviously there are a few things I feel like I just wanted to get off my chest in terms of, you know, black content and what's, and what's out there. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, as I said, it's not just fiction. I have a really big issue with um, narrative just constantly being about um, the negative tropes of, of black people. And one of the biggest things that I've always said about my current um, project, Wolves of Duty, is that I wanted it to be about black excellence and black excellence completely they are wolf shifters they are so they're magical they're special they're wealthy they're educated they're royalty in some cases they're as I said, they are black excellence and I don't feel that every story that comes out and I do realise, sorry, let me pause, I do realise that that's not every story. I have got um, uh, MJ McGriff, sorry if I've said your name wrong, I haven't got it to hand, um, um, Mercurio's Scepter to read, which is like, you know, pirate fantasy and, you know, I know that there are books out there that are writing about other things. I just feel like the ones that are getting more exposure are the ones that are still perpetuating the same types of narratives, which is kind of, you know, annoying basically for me because it's like I don't want to read Struggle. I didn't pick up a fantasy book to read about real life. Like, you know, allegory, I guess, and I don't think that's the right word, actually. Um, but, you know, picking up stuff that's relatable and deals with issues is is fine, is great. But the issue always having to be a racial one, I think, is a bit is a bit jarring for me. Um, and as I said, that goes for all kinds of content. I don't like to watch too many things about um, drug dealing on Netflix. Um, I don't like, to, or anywhere, you know, Prime. I don't like to watch things that are all about gang life or gang crime or growing up in the south or oh I just it's not what I want to fill fill my head with in relation to my people and I think that people need to do a lot more to promote and write and create more content that is just less struggle focused that is my main that's my main um issue so what I wanted to do as well, hold on, I put in my stories to recommend, or even if you haven't read them, but just to let me know um, some, you know, black fiction that you are aware of. So as the last bit of the episode, this is just going to be a list of um, books you may want to check out that people have recommended and, and read. And I hope for, you know, people who haven't either heard or read of them you will attempt to pick it up next and you know give it some love um you know black or white or asian or chinese or you know whatever just to pick up a different type of book and get yourself acquainted with all the types of um, black content that can be out there that isn't always so sad and, and negative kind of thing so uh, one of the first wrecks was um, Farida Abike Iyamide, I think that's how you pronounce it, her Ace of Spades. That's a good one. That um, I've not read it, but I mean in the sense of it making its rounds kind of thing. A lot of people have heard of it. 
Uh, we've got Sadiqa Johnson's Yellow Wife, Marlon James' John Crow's Devil, um, Afia Atakora's Conjure Women. Now, I'm recommending these um, because obviously somebody did. I've not read them, but as I've mentioned already, one called John Crow's Devil, uh, I'm, you know, they sound interesting, but I'm not sure that's something I would want to, I personally would want to, to read kind of thing. But if that's your bag, that's that's great. Um, we've got, um, I didn't touch on it earlier, but the N.K. Jameson, the Broken Earth trilogy. I have these on my shelf. I've not started those just yet. Um, I know she is a black writer. Um, I'm not sure if the characters featured are black or whether she's just a black writer I'm not sure um but you know she's been in the game for a long time and you know she's a she's a big name in the kind of epic fantasy realm so you know kudos to her we've got Cinderella is Dead by uh Kaylin Bayron um it wasn't necessarily a black cast for me but it's a recommendation nonetheless I love the beautiful black girl on the front cover that was lovely um as we've said Tommy Adeyemi's Children of Blood and Bone uh Rosa and A. Brown's A Song of Wraiths and Ruin both I have read and I think they're wonderful um A Duke by Default which was the first little romance wreck that we got it's by Alyssa Cole um always here for some um uh, black romance um this one has a mixed race girl and a white guy uh which is perfectly fine sorry i don't want it to be put out there that i don't like interracial relationships or something um i wrote an interracial relationship in genesis of dragons it's all cool um i'm just saying i would love there to be um you know an influx of black love you know black guy black girl black kids just blackly black um <laughs> we've got ray bearer and redemptor um, I've not read either of these, but they are both on my shelf, so I will get to those soon. They are by Jordan Ifueko. Uh, the Hate You Give, Angie Thomas, um, another one focused on black struggle. Um, as always, we love that it's discussed and addressed, um, you know, but I'm just personally not a fan of reading and watching this endlessly, as I have already said. Um, but, you know, apparently it's really good. Um, Ace of Spades was mentioned again. Legend Born. Um, I've mentioned that already you know, black girl in a white space, it's just, the story was fine, but it could have just been a bit more for me. Uh, Evan Winter, I've heard he's big in the game. I've not started The Rage of Dragons yet, but I would like to. Um, I've got the first one and the sequel just sitting here, and I've not started them, but I will get to it. We have one from Leone Ross, um, Poppy Show, um, or Papa Short, um, if you are, you know, want to put a slight Jamaican accent on it. Um, Poppy show basically means like, um, how do you put it into words? Like someone that just, um, oh God, I just had it. A poppy show is someone that acts like they go on like they're something that they're not or someone that they're not or they have things that they don't. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James. Um, I've heard that this is a hit or miss, actually. Um, someone said it's really, really, really good. Someone else said they didn't like it. Um, they sent me a screenshot of why they didn't like it. And I it kind of went back to the... It was kind of... It, it's written very weirdly, I will admit. But there was something about it that was kind of... It was more like a placing African proverb proverbs in it or like maybe not African, I'm not sure, but just writing in a way that, you know, one cannot fly if one does not run, or, you know, that kind of wording, and she said she didn't um, take to it, and that's perfectly fine, but I just thought, okay, but if it's 
in reference to a proverb, then that's just not how it's written. So yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, Given by Mandy Taylor. This is actually a Wattpad book in the sense of, um, you know, it's a real book, it's out there, but it's published by Wattpad, um, which is really quite good. It's got a black girl on the front, it's got dragons, I need to get to that, it looks really cool. Um, Dream Country um, by Ashay Brown. Oh, sorry, no, I did say Mandy Taylor, didn't I? Yeah, Dream Country from Ashay Brown. Um, we've got Maya Mutane's um, Nocturna and Octolta. I love the covers of these books. I'm just not sure what they're about, but I buy books because they're pretty. Um, so there's that. Um, and then there's War Girls by Tochi Onyebuchi, um, which looks very sci-fi, actually. Um, I did try to buy it, but it didn't turn up. Like, they cancelled my order, so I'm not sure what that's about. Um, On the Come Up, once again, by Angie Thomas. These are more contemporary as opposed to, to fantasy. Um, the Gilded Ones, Namina Fauna. That's, that's a... That's a decent one. I did I did think it was good. It could have been a lot better, but it was good. It was actually a comp title for Wolves of Duty as well. Daughters of Nuri by Rene K. Amayo. Um, check it out if you want, but I really despised it. I'm sorry. Um, L.L. McKinney, A Blade So Black. I've heard great things about that one. Um, I need to, to get that on my shelf. Uh, Skin of the Sea, I mentioned earlier I didn't finish, but if anybody gets that when it's out in October, please do let me know. That is by Natasha Bowen. Um, we've also got The Upper World by Femi um, Adugba. Yeah, Femi Adugba, The Upper World. Um, this looks real sci-fi, um, which is cool. Um, and then we've got Claimed by the Alien Savage by Kiki Bowman, um, which seems like, you know, some 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 black smut, you know, that's good. Um, we had some other ones that I didn't actually get to share. Hold on. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we had Anything by Carla Nicole. Says her writing and character development is fabulous. Um, and somebody else um, recommended the Ray Bearer uh, duology as well. So I hope that there are a few recs on there that you want to try out. Obviously, I know I may have spoken a bit fast, but just rewind if you missed something. Um, yeah, so what I want guys to, or what you want you, what I would like you guys to take away from this episode is that there is an abundance of black fiction out there and black content out there that doesn't have to be so negative and focused on a negative and focus on the struggle and racial oppression and all that stuff that has been done a million times. If I wanted to you know, watch the news or pick up a non-fiction book and, you know, deal with all that struggle and that pain, I would. I do. As in, in my own time, in my own personal space, when I'm dealing with that kind of stuff, I do deal with that. When I pick up a book to be immersed in something fun, in an adventure, in something exciting and tantalising, I personally do not want that rammed down my throat constantly. And I would implore people to just write more outside of that oppressive box both you know figuratively figuratively and literarily oppressive um for black readers and writers if you're going to be that person write that fantasy book that is just all about black excellence and and black love and all that stuff put it all out there there is someone that is willing and waiting to read it for black readers i will say there is not a level of, someone's going to kill me for this too, there is not a level of superiority in only reading black fiction. You are not better 
than anyone if you've read every black book under the sun. It doesn't make you any blacker. It doesn't make you any more down with the movement or the cause. It's wonderful that you are investing your time and energy and money into those things. I, you know, congratulate and lift you up and implore you for doing so. But this almost level of superiority that, you know, I only read one type of fiction isn't good, generally speaking. Um, someone who, what's the quote? Oh my God, I'm going to find it. So the quote is, if you only read the books that everyone else is reading, you can only think what everyone else is thinking. And I really love that. It's by Haruki Murakami, who's obviously a, a Japanese writer, and that's just wonderful. Um, I don't, it, that's not just obviously for black fiction, that's for any type of thing. If you only watch one type of show, if you only eat one type of food, if you only read one type of book, you are only ever going to think one type of way, and that's not great, you know? It's, um, it's narrow-minded, and it's, it's just not great for personal growth and development in any kind of sphere. So yeah, um, do with that what you will, guys. Um, let me know um, what you thought of the episode and if there was anything you wanted to touch on, either in the comments or in my DMs, if you um, you know, don't feel comfortable sharing there. Just do let me know, because I'm always up for um, discussions and clarifications and all that kind of thing. So yeah, there you go. Have a good one, friends. Bye.